This is your NFL Insider Report on the Zone Sports Network. Now, joining the big show from Locked On NFL, Matt Williamson on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Host of the Williamson and Peacock Show. He joins us each and every week. He's Matt Williamson on to talk a little NFL football. What's going on, Matt? What's up? How you guys doing? Man, we're we're doing great, and uh, we're coming uh, coming off what I thought has been the best weekend of NFL football that we've seen yet. So many great games. Oh, there absolutely were. I mean, it ended it with a okay one, but then that Sunday nighter with overtime, Murray versus Wilson, and two undefeated teams going at it. So I feel like the league's really hitting its stride right now. Matt, what do you think of a, a, a situation like Seattle losing a game at this point in the season? Does it really mean anything? Uh, you know, I know they have divisional races and whatnot, but it's no big deal, is it? I hear what you're saying, and I think this year it's less of a big deal than ever, even though that division's ridiculously competitive. But, you know, my thoughts are, you know, when you answer, when you ask me that, my thoughts are, well, of course it matters. And then I'm thinking, well, if there's no no one really in the stands or there isn't a massive home field advantage for the playoffs, is it that big a deal if you host a game or if you go to San Francisco or you're in Green Bay? I mean, not as big a deal as it used to be. And being on the road isn't as big a disadvantage. And like you said, or well, kind of like you implied, Seattle's going to the playoffs either way. You know, we know that. They lost a game to a team that's, you know, spunky and playing hard. Okay, that happens in this league. It's not that big a deal. You're right. Matt, I want to talk about the Steelers, a team you know well. They made a, a statement over the weekend beating the Titans. They're still undefeated, 6-0. and And I know that game was maybe a little closer than it needed to be. But the Steelers are, are really, really good. Do we give Mike Tomlin enough credit for as good a coach as he is? I tend to think no. I mean, I really think that his body of work – is incredibly impressive. I mean, he's a Super Bowl champion. They are competitive every year. Maybe the most impressive thing, I think this is 13th season. I'm almost positive. They've never had a losing season. You know, even last year without the Hall of Fame quarterback, they still went 8-8. Eight and eight. I mean, he's never had a losing season in this league. And here's a crazy stat that I just happened to hear yesterday, that on average, he finishes one6 place in his division you know not quite first not quite second that's the best divisional record on average for a head coach since John Madden and only three guys in the history including Vince Lombardi are better finishing in their division than Tomlin over his career it's it's pretty remarkable a lot of people, Matt, have been sort of keeping an eye on both the Bucks and the Patriots because of what Tom Brady did and comparing the two. Uh, what do you think of the Bucks at this point under Brady's leadership? Uh, are you a believer there? And uh, what do you make of what's going on in New England? Yeah, I'm very much a believer in Tampa. Uh, you mentioned the Steelers. I think Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay are the most complete teams in the league. I think they have the two best defenses. I think Brady's starting to really feel comfortable in the new environment, hitting his stride, making it his team, throwing with confidence and precision. They have a lot of weapons. Guys are getting healthy. Antonio Brown's coming back to the mix. and Who knows how that influences things, but I'm sure he can still play. 
No, I think they're a big-time contender and, at worst, a top-five type of team. As for New England, I'm sure it would be better if Brady were there. There's no doubt about that. And by no means am I do I think this is a blemish on Belichick's career. But you lose your starting quarterback. You have a lot of guys opting out. They haven't drafted well lately. They always pick at the at the end of the round. I, I don't mean to cause waves by saying this, but I think they're one of the least talented rosters in the entire league. And I did a power ranks the other day. I have them at 26. I mean, I think they're a bad football team. You mentioned Antonio Brown. I want to ask you about him a little bit. I'm not sure um, if you've covered him directly or how familiar you are with him, but uh, do you think sure. he can uh, keep the train on the tracks long enough to make a difference there? Uh, he's a volatile human being, to say the least. I mean, that's being as kind as I possibly can. But I also think, well, I know he loves playing football, and he's one of the hardest-working guys in the league And I think football is extremely important to him. And why I say that is I think he has to realize that this is his absolute last chance. You know, we haven't seen any craziness or outlandish posts on social media. I think at a minimum he'll be a good boy this year, listen to Brady, understand that culture, and then get another chance somewhere else. I mean, if he blows this – he's never going to play again. Matt, will you explain to me the NFC East? I mean, wow. how how can that many teams be that bad at the same time? Yeah, it, it's really remarkable. I mean, the Giants and Washington have proven to be two of the worst organizations top to bottom really over the last decade plus. So they're pretty much bad every year. The Eagles have had a lot of bad luck with injuries, but I also think it might surprise people that since they won the Super Bowl just a couple of years back, they have a losing record overall. So it's not like they've been this you know powerhouse for year you know since then. I mean things have gone off the rails pretty quickly there, and they have their share of issues. I still think they are clearly the odds-on favorites to win that division, but. Set, you know, seven wins, it probably wins it. And Dallas is just a disaster. I mean, I think that they're going to look back at that coaching hire and regret it. And the offensive line is totally in shambles. Now you're in your third quarterback. Um, the defense is amongst the worst in the league. And we knew the defense would be bad, but it has no business being as bad as it is. But by far, nobody, people don't talk about this enough. By far the biggest problem that has hurt Dallas this year, besides Dak being hurt, of course, is they have the worst, by a very wide margin, turnover differential. I mean, they just give the ball to the other team time and time again and create no big plays on defense. I mean, uh, I think there's six or seven turnovers worse than the 31st team in the league. Matt, I want to I want to ask you about the Dolphins turning the page and and going with with Tua, and maybe the answer to my question is is interest because I, I don't think I've ever asked you a Dolphins question, but yeah. I mean <laughs> the the timing of it feels weird to me. I get it that they they've got a bye week and that he got a little time in the last game, but I don't know if I'd want my uh, injury prone rookie starting quarterback to have his first game against Aaron Donald. No, I hear what you're saying. I mean that makes a lot of sense, and his line in front of him isn't good. 
My hunch is this was somewhat scripted, maybe even going back to draft day that, you know, this is a good time to do it. You'll give him two weeks worth of reps with the ones. Uh, he's, he's obviously healthy or they wouldn't do this. Wouldn't be a conversation. They're not worried about that part of it. Um, and, and Fitzpatrick's playing well. That's the thing is are they a contender? Not really, but they have a chance to go to the playoffs. They're at 500. The thing we don't know, though, and, and I say this because I've been in organizations, that if all those players are sitting there at practice and say, hey, the kid's better than the, than the old guy, we got to get him in there. Like, I know the Ravens players a year or two ago looked at Flacco and said, I know you're doing okay, but the, other, but the kid is better. we got to get him in the game. Then you got to get him in the game. Matt, if I, okay, getting back to my original question to you, I guess it's sort of related, but if I gave you the first place team in every division, both in the AFC and NFC, versus the field, a team that will come out of that, either group to win the Super Bowl this year, which way would you lean? Hmm, good question. I mean, first of all, the eighth to mind that. You know, the Steelers are in first place, but Baltimore is a huge contender and easily could win the Super Bowl this year. And there really probably only is six or seven teams that I think have a chance to win the Super Bowl. So, of course, I would take the, the division leaders, but that leaves Baltimore out. That leaves the Saints out. The Saints are a really good team. Um, you know, I'm looking at the West. I think the Niners and Rams conceivably could win the Super Bowl. But I think Seattle's got a slightly better chance than they do. So I'll definitely take the division leaders. But there's some good teams that are going to be wild cards without question. Really good teams, contenders. Matt, we appreciate you dropping by as always. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Matt. Matt Williamson, uh, he's a former NFL scout. He works for the Steelers National Radio. He works for ProFootballNetwork.com. And, of course, uh, Locked On NFL Podcasts. He, he's all over the place. Gordo, and he jumps on with us. Um, each and every Tuesday, and I, I think this is a really interesting NFL season. I know you think yeah. the Chiefs are going to run away with it, but I, I, don't uh, know. I didn't say that. Uh, I liked what your question about the Steelers and Mike Tomlin. I mean, that franchise. A couple things about that franchise. The, through the years, they've done it more than their fair share of winning. Second of all, did you know that the Steelers have more female fans per capita than any other team? I had no idea. Well, either way, they're really good, and uh, I agree with you. I think Tomlin, <laughs> he, he, you know, it's funny. For a guy who's won as much as he has, he's he, he takes heat, man. I, I'm really surprised because you'd think a guy with that kind of track record really would uh, get the benefit of the doubt on nearly all situations. I mean, you, you look at last year where they lose Big Ben and they're banged up and they've got some drama and, and all this, and they maybe don't play as well as you think but then they get their their people back they they replace some others and and man they're they're back to being one of the top two three teams in the league i i think he uh, deserves an unbelievable amount of credit and big ben gets gets a lot of credit too but you know they were getting blasted for uh the Le'Veon bell thing and moving off that mm -hmm. and antonio brown and moving off that but they're a no-nonsense type of organization where nobody's above the team they've got a strong leader in tomlin 
and they've got a, a you remember Big Ben was getting blasted there for a minute about his leadership style and it's like you know calm down they've got a recipe that works and when somebody stops fitting in to to how they do things they have no problem moving on and finding the next thing it's 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 really remarkable. They're they're a model of the success of stability, I think. When did Chuck Noll get that job? Holy cow. 60 late 60s? Uh was it that early? Well, considering their four Super Bowls came in the early to mid 70s, I'm guessing mm. it was before that, right? So, I mean, they've had in your in your lifetime, Gordon, certainly in my lifetime, they've only had three head coaches. Might even be p- pretty close to your 1969 lifetime. 1969 at 37 years old. 1969. Wow. I mean, that's to have only three head coaches. Think about that. Three head mm-hmm. coaches since 1969. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that that's amazing. picking your coach, backing them, and and having confidence that you picked the right one. Did you Remind realize their, their first choice for that and he turned it down was Joe Paterno? Wow, really? And he said no, so then they went to Chuck. That was a hey. If you're Chuck Knoll, I bet you're like, well, well, sucks for you ducking that one, Joe, but I'm going to go on and become a legend. Thank you very much. Yeah. Who was the coach in between uh, Knoll and Tom? Uh, Bill Cower. He was oh, there for Bill like Cower. 15 yeah. years and That's won right. a Super Bowl. That's right. Bill Cower. He went to another with uh, who was the quarterback that, that then moved on to go to the Jets? Neil O'Donnell. That's Remember the that? They lost <laughs> to the Cowboys big. Yeah. They had uh, Neil O'Donnell, and uh, that was when – What's his name? Was Slash Cordell Stewart was playing receiver and not quarterback. Merrill Hodge, I think, was on that team. Yep. That was a really good team. Have you ever been to Pittsburgh? I haven't. It, no. It's 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 you know. When, what do you think of when you think of Pittsburgh? The Steel City, man. Yeah. It's a it's a beautiful town, man. It's uh, it's got a pretty skyline. It's a nice place, and that stadium is pretty cool. It's quite yellow or gold, however you want to. Describe it. I think the Steelers are their their color is yellow, not gold, right? So it's probably well, yellow. Whatever. It's quite yellow. It's quite yellow. Very, that was yeah. funny. Very yellow. Wasn't was, uh, wasn't that the stadium used in uh, in that Batman movie? Yeah, the the disappointing mm-hmm. one. Yeah. No. Uh, that awesome. was by far the worst in that trilogy. The, the last you, one. The last one, yeah, like by far. I mean, you know, you go into that and you're like, God, this. What's is... that guy's name? Is it Tom Hardy, who played Bane? Yeah. Uh huh. Do you like him as an actor? Yeah, he's terrific. That's like his worst role. You know what is interesting about him? Christopher Nolan thinks he is such an incredible actor that he covers his face up in his movies. Remember Dunkirk? Yeah. He just did Dunkirk, and he was the pilot that was going down. Uh Uh-huh. And he had that face mask right. over. And they asked Nolan, why are you always in the Bane with the, the, the face mask? And he said, Tom Hardy acts better with his eyes than the rest of his body. Hmm. So he only shows his eyes. He's really good what at Peaky of, Blinders, what, if you've ever seen that show. Peaky and Mad Blinders. Max. Yeah. Fairy Road. Mm-hmm. What do you think of his uh, his role in uh, Warrior? Great. That's a good movie, yeah. But what? All right. Uh, let me wrap it up by asking you this question, Austin. Are you a believer in your team yet? Well, like I was saying yesterday, I'm a much bigger believer today in Ryan Tannehill than I ever was. But that was because I believed in him not at all. Zero. And now they suddenly won't. I'm looking and I'm going, okay, with Derrick Henry and his improvement that he's put in, he's done, he's doing okay. And you know what Eric Weddle said last week about Ryan Tannehill on the, the NFL Hour with Hanson Scotty? He sucked was his exact quote about Ryan Tannehill. And now he doesn't suck. He's got, he's, a good good. Team. he's got a really good team around him too, and they were patient with him. There's an example of how if you do show some patience and let somebody develop that they might be able to become pretty good. But he's surrounded by a good team. Well, when they paid him, they took a gamble. 
and on giving him that four-year deal. I like Vrabel. He's he I is like so Vrabel. smart. Yeah, he's he's so sly in how he understands the rules and how he can manipulate the the clock with penalties and timeouts and things like that to their advantage. You saw it last year in the playoffs against the Patriots that won me that incriminating audio bet over Gordon. Uh, but then he just did it last week or two weeks ago. He they took a two delay of games and a false start. Uh, in between there because you can't take delay a game in between back to back he's very very sly and coy they just need better special teams and then i'll be on board who maybe maybe that maybe the kicker will come around uh you know the weird thing about them at being five and one they've given up 188 no they've scored 188 points and they've given up 153 so that's Kind of a slim margin for a team that's five and one. Yep, and that's those close games come down to what? Kickers. <laughs> well, hence they lost last week. He made some good field goals uh, with his former team. Yeah, when he was not sixty-two years old. How old is he? He's got to be close to forty now. Because it was Vinatieri for seventy years in New England, and then they got Goskowski for another forty years after that. So. At what point does a kicker start going downhill? Well, Morton Anderson was like 58 when, he finally, right. when he finally gave <laughs> it up. Steven Goskowski is 36. He'll be 37 before the Super Bowl. He's got a good four years left in him. Maybe oh, 10. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you no, don't he's, do much. He's been weird. He's been weirdly inconsistent. Yeah. He's been kind of terrible. Um, all right, well, uh, getting a breakdown on the NFL. Uh, coming up, do you have a, a game you've got your eye on for the, the survivor pool this week, Gordon? No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't dialed in on that yet because the farther we get along in this whole thing, the, the you know my my choices get slimmer and slimmer, as uh, you know, as a part of the rules of the game. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to have to. Uh, I'm going to have to think this through real good. Did you, Jake? I know before you give us your pick for Survivor Pool three days early. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm considering <laughs> several games. Trevor Lawrence said today he may not be leaving for the NFL after this season. I wouldn't want to play for the Jets either. <laughs> that's exactly that's what went through my mind. I wouldn't yeah, want to play for second. the Jets either. It'd be like, oh, I, no, this is career suicide. <laughs> but I got news for you. You're going to a crappy team. You're going to a crappy well, team. There's crappy, and, and then there's the Jets. And there's the Jets, who have, <laughs> haven't been good in uh, decades. And a, a coach that is not only a buffoon, but seems to be like a completely <laughs> unlikable buffoon. Do you see he seeded play calling last week? Yeah. As the head coach. Not only is he a moron, but you're really going to hate this guy. That's like, right. Like, if I'm going to play for a moron, make it be somebody lovable. Yes, please. <laughs> At least make it somebody I like. Um, you know, you know it's, uh, not to interrupt or change the subject of the Jets, but it's just kind of depressing for our good friend Kevin Graham. I can't think about the Jets without feeling sorry Oh, he's given up on the but, team, didn't you know? I know. I think he's leaning toward the Steelers again now. But, uh, you know, I said the uh, the margin between points for and points against uh, with the, the Titans was rather slim. I noticed that the Bills, who are leading the, the AFC East at 5-2, and two, have scored 174 points. The problem is that they've allowed 178. Rough. And they're still 5-2. and two. Okay, wow. so here are here are the worst teams in the league, all right? Uh, it, it, tell me if there's one that you wouldn't rather play for than the Jets, all right? <laughs> okay. Okay, the Falcons, one and six. 
Way uh, rather play for the Falcons. Yeah, probably. Way rather play for Look, the Falcons. Just based on the ownership alone. Yeah. Alone, yes. The Giants, I'm not going to really throw out there because they drafted a quarterback last year. They, I don't know if they trade Daniel Jones if they got the number one pick. For but Trevor Lawrence? I'd still rather play for the Giants than I would the Jets. Yes. Yeah, I think so. The Jags. Mm. I like yeah. Their owner's weird. That that con guy, but I think he's willing to spend money where it needs to be spent. I think so too. Give you good facilities, and you've got a good fan base and a place to live. Right, and they built a pretty decent team, Sands quarterback, just a couple of years ago, and so maybe they could do that again. And, and they've shown more of a uh, like an ability to build around a quarterback than the Jets, certainly, Although in my you, opinion. You'll have to play in London once a year at least. Yeah, whatever. I'll go over and see but Mary Old Still England. better than the Jets. And, uh, I, you know, living in sunny Florida during the winter doesn't yep. sound terrible. Uh, Houston at 1-6. and six. Gordon, although I don't know if they draft Trevor Lawrence because Deshaun Watson's pretty good, but I'd rather certainly rather play there. Minnesota, rather play there. They've got more weapons and a better defense, better yeah. organization. And a coach who can spell football. And then uh, the other 1-5 and five team is the Bengals, but I don't think they draft Trevor Lawrence even if Joe they got Burrow. the number one pick. Yeah, because they've got Joe Burrow and they love him there. So, I mean, yeah. I'd think about it if I were Trevor Lawrence. It's not taking the chance of delaying your uh, your dream for another year and forfeiting the money for a year. And the thing about that is it's not just the rookie deal. It's not just the first year. It's uh, you delay getting that big, big payday later on. Okay, I hear you. But if it me between that and washing out of the league because I, I got drafted by a <laughs> horrendous franchise, you know, I might have to I might have to balance that a little bit. Hmm. But what's uh, while we're on this topic, what quarterback comes to mind as being the best quarterback to play for lousy teams? Oh, it's uh, is, would is it, it be Archie Manning? Yeah, that's the one everybody always says. It's probably the answer. He played for the Saints forever, right? Yeah, back when. Yeah. In modern yeah. football, I might say Matt Stafford because he's yeah. not—he's not incredible, but his team manages to suck every year, even though he's decent. What's the stat I saw? I heard the other day they said that the Lions haven't won a playoff game for like sixty-eight years or something like that. Wow! I didn't Could that possibly? I thought I heard that. Unless they, that's true. Unless they won one with Wayne Fonts in the '90s with Barry Sanders. The last time the Lions won a playoff game was a uh, 1957 game against the Dallas Cowboys. That can't be right. That's what I heard. No, 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 no. They won one in 1991. I swear they did. I, I thought Wayne against Fonts, Washington. I thought Wayne Fonts got one with Barry Sanders because wasn't that the always the thing with Barry? He's only got one playoff win. You know what? Well, I misread it. It says right here, 1991. They won one playoff game uh, against the against Washington. Yeah. Before that, it was 1957. So, so, so twice. One playoff, one playoff game in 63 years. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that. That no wonder Barry the, Sanders that's retired. A, that's a definition of futility right there. It might even be more than, oh, no, you're right, 63. Hmm. All right, let's jump out of the zone phone. We'll get to more coming up next. Joining us now, our friend from Wasatch Medical Clinic, he is Andrew Reinhardt, and he's here with a, a great opportunity uh, to to solve an old problem. What's going on, Andrew? Yes, that's exactly right, Jake. We are reversing an age-old problem in the bedroom, erectile dysfunction, 
Um, these types of frustrations, boy, they're a big deal for the guy. We can't forget that erectile dysfunction affects two people. So the guy and his significant other, um, it can wreak havoc on a relationship. And we at Wasatch Medical Clinic believe we have an alternative to the pills, a fix for erectile dysfunction with acoustic wave therapy, opening up, regrowing blood vessels, getting blood flow going by as much as 50% more than what you have now. That is significant. And for the average guy, clinical studies say that we can put a stop to the ED completely. We uh, can get you to the point where you don't need to take a pill. In fact, uh, a recent study that was done took about 60 guys, none of which were responding to the pill. So these were guys that had a severe erectile dysfunction. The pill had stopped working, and they were able to get back to normal function. So this is a clinically proven treatment and one that is helping a lot of couples get back to spontaneity in the bedroom. How long does it take, Andrew? Are we talking uh, months and months of treatments here? We're not. We're talking maybe a couple weeks. The average guy would do a few short 10-minute treatments over two to three weeks' time. So we're definitely talking before Thanksgiving here. You could be back on track before the holidays, uh, eliminate the pill. And when the timing is right, by the way, in the bedroom, that's when you want things to work. You do not want to have to pre-plan. You do not want to have to take a pill. You just want it to work with spontaneity. And as far as I know, this is the only thing that can do that. All right. If you're dealing with this issue, now's the time to call 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. You take all the risk out of this for our listeners, Andrew, and you do uh, a little bit more besides. Yes, we do. There's probably $500 in value that we give away when we come on. Call us now. The assessment, the exam, even the blood flow ultrasound with our medical doctor is free. We'll throw in a little special gift that guys can't get enough of. It produces instant results in the bedroom almost every time. And new patients even get free testosterone with Wasatch Medical. So we're delivering a lot of value out there if you're ready to put your relationship back on track. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. We'll have more coming up straight ahead. It is The Big Show 97.5 and 1280 at The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to remind you, it's back. The Utah Snowmobile Expo is this weekend. Scotty and Hans will be there on Thursday from 10 to 2 with interviews from vendors featuring all the new machines and great gear uh, for this year. Don't miss this year. Uh, this year's show at the Mountain America Expo Center in Sandy brought to you by Spy Racing and Snowist Magazine. Uh, total request Tuesday going uh, oldies you'd request from a, uh, an old school FM DJ like Casey Kasem or, or Wolfman Jack. This goes to Micah. You wanted a little CCR? Micah said anything CCR would, would fit the bill. You know, Gordon, that, uh, that song is down on the corner, but if I'm not wrong, uh, the title of the album also uses uh, a lyric from that song, Willie and the Poor Boys, which I always thought was one of the cooler album names out there. 
Uh, I told you about the time I saw Fogarty in concert, didn't I? Uh, he's quite good, uh, but I never saw CCR. Well, now let me ask you this. Was this pre or post Fogarty being able to sing his own songs? Because Fogarty could not sing his songs for, what, until like the mid-90s, because that's uh, how long it took for the rights to be you know, open so anybody can sing them. Yeah, it was after. Because uh, he and uh, his brother is was in the band, right? And there was a pretty bitter split, and the band was pretty bent about it, so they wouldn't let him sing any of the songs. <laughs> they just... sued him, I think. Yeah, I think they sued him, too. It, uh, Guns N' Roses had the same thing happen, because Axel kept all the rights to, to all the Guns N' Roses stuff. So Slash was never allowed to play Sweet Child of Mine unless he was doing it with uh, with Axel. I'm telling you right now that uh, that comes at a cost. I mean, you you might outfox everybody in your in your band or all that stuff, but I I just think that's a bad way to go. I mean, it might be smart business wise, but relationship wise, that's bound to cause big problems. Well, it it I would guess that. Uh, uh, John Fogarty was particularly bent out of shape about it because he wrote all of the music. <laughs> and I think his brother's yeah. name is Tom. Uh, Tom was just uh, there uh, to look good and slap a bass once in a while, and he gets to basically keep all the music, he and the, the rest of the band. Well, uh, when I saw Fogarty, his son, a couple of his sons uh, were playing with him. So You know what I like about uh, John Fogarty? Veteran. He served in the Vietnam War. I did not know that. Yeah, and, and then when you read some of his lyrics, it changes a little bit of how you feel you about You get his opinion on yeah. said service, yeah, or at least that uh, that particular how conflict. How the government handled it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I recently saw him tweet uh, saying that he was a, a proud veteran or proud of his service. Maybe he didn't like he, the conflict, uh, well, that, but was uh, yeah. proud of his service. That's what he, I, must, yeah. he, he must be a baseball fan. Oh, man, that's... You know, I, it used to be when I was a kid, one of my very favorite songs... But then after I got into sports radio and, like, every single random yeah. baseball segment you'd uh, come into, <laughs> you'd play that song, I, it lost its appeal real real quick. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like uh, that song for baseball highlights and then uh, for whatever reason, uh, uh, I Want a New Drug by Huey Lewis was uh, favored for highlight back, backdrop music. Uh, it was? Yeah. Heard it a lot. I want a new drug. Was it a was it a Barry Bonds highlight package? <laughs> <laughs> I want a new drug. Daryl Strawberry. Do they have Daryl Strawberry. I want a new drug. <laughs> Let's watch Daryl hit some dingers. Here's some Doc Gooden highlights for you. Oh, oh, oh. that hurt. Who, and what? now to the Trailblazers highlight package. Who was it the the pitcher back in the day that pitched on acid that you like to talk about oh, so Doc much? Ellis, yeah, Doc right. Ellis, Here's yeah. a. Doc Ellis game. I want a new he drug, but he threw, was. Uh, it said that he threw a no hitter on uh, LSD. This was your highlight package song that you heard a lot. They played it a lot back in the day. I don't want this song come out. You guys might not have been born yet, but um, anyway. Nah, it was mid '80s, I think. Is this on Sports? That album, Sports. I think so. Yeah. That's probably why they went with it. I bet you the dude who uh, is uh, the, is running the sound for your beloved Dodgers, Gordon. I bet you he hates or she hates the the I Love L A song. Why is that? They played it every game. Well, so I mean, so what? 
What do you mean, so, so what? We're talking about songs that you hear over and over again, so you stop liking them because you hear them in your profession? Uh, we know that you love L.A., but if you had to hear that song over and over again, I don't think you'd like it. Uh, probably not. Uh, that's true for any Now batting so. Justin Turner. I love LA. Now pitching admit. Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. You'd be, you'd be At like, least it's a good song. I Want a New Drug is not? No, that's a good song, too. I like that. Now batting Cody Bellinger. Uh-huh. What is uh, what what is he talking about, uh, Huey Lewis, in that song? He's uh, he's not talking about real drugs, is he? Uh, he probably he's is talking about but love I don't know. or something, isn't he? Yeah, I, I mean, you can take it the poetic way if you'd like, or the literal way. But <laughs> I still don't get the connection to sports. But yeah, Huey Lewis, by the way, sad story right now. He's lost almost all of his hearing. Oh I no, really? and he's, he's struggling with it. But oh. I love that band. I love that music. Oh, what what bit of music? Uh, remind you of sports the most? Polka. What? Polka. Why? No reason. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just think, you know, when I think of uh, like going to a football game, I just think of a good sturdy polka. <laughs> okay. Austin, we don't have the... any polka in the system. That <laughs> is disappointing. That's a curve. Yeah. I searched polka. I searched accordion. Nothing. <laughs> uh, here's my serious answer to your question, Gordon. ESPN a long time ago released uh, uh, a CD called Jock Rock. Oh, and yeah, basically I everything. I, I like Jock Rock more than Jock Jams. Uh, but the, the Jock Rock with, you know, like what did it have? It had Shout on there and Moni Moni and all that. All the songs I grew up with at sporting events. Mm-hmm. The, that's what I think of music. Well, yeah, this too, you know. Good sturdy polka. Play ball! <laughs> how, about, uh, how about YMCA, Mother Village people? That was That's on- another cougar! First down! <laughs> uh, how about them jazz? <laughs> <laughs> YMCA was on the original Jock Rock, by the way. Oh, was it? Okay. So that's what I think. Was Tootsie Roll on that one, or was that on a different one? I don't think that was on that. That might have been on Jock Jams, Tootsie Roll. What about this one? Oh, yeah. See, this just... (laughs) It didn't make the cut? This just makes me think about the 1997 ALDS, you know? Wasn't this this playing in in the shot heard around the world? (laughs) Giants win the pennant! The Giants win the pennant! I dreamed of that night with you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. When, um... Uh, what's his name? Joe Carter hit that home run to win the World Series. I think oh, this was that's played. a horrible moment. I think Please this is play. The Raptors! Oh, no, the, the Blue Jays win it. They win it all. Did you have to bring that one Down up? Down goes Philly. I don't. I don't know if that's the Philly team you really want to defend. I mean, John Cruck is a legend and all, but uh, what's his name? Uh, the center fielder is a Lenny bit of Dykstra. a Dykstra. Yeah, he's he's Oof. had a bit of a run yeah. since baseball. And uh, and and who was the the catcher slash? Uh, Dutch. Oh, yeah, yeah, Dalton. Dutch Dalton. He has some really interesting outlooks on life you should look into. Does he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a real interesting fella. Is it? Does it have to do with polka? Well, big polka fan. <laughs> big polka fan. Sounds like we're on a merry-go-round. <laughs> Who I, I, like can't, I can't think of any kind of music that I would dislike uh, a whole lot more than, than polka music. 
In all honesty, you know what poker reminds me of? Maybe the best movie about radio ever. Good morning, Vietnam, where the oh, the, yeah. uh, the lieutenant who's trying to program a, you know, he's <laughs> he says the silent majority of the soldiers love a good poker. <laughs> what a great movie! That's such a great movie. Such oh, yeah, a great movie. Good. All right, stay tuned. We'll have the not sports report coming up next. Bowler at five, ninety-seven five, and twelve eighty of the zone. Check this out. And now your not sports report on 1280 the zone. And the Zone Sports Network. Hey, it's Wolfman Jack coming at you. Midnight here in Fresno. It's 110 degrees. Up in Salt Lake City, it's a minus five. Hey, here's Tommy James and Chandels with Crimson and Clover. Oh, I don't hardly know her. Yeah, shout out to Dwight coming with yeah, the Wolfman was... Jack impre- uh, impression. That was really, really good. And you know, I... Hate to admit, but I remember when this song came out. I love this song. Tommy Do James really? and the Shondells, underrated. I have a, I have, a, I think I have their greatest hits on vinyl. I listen to it all the time. You know, I'm, I'm thinking that uh, Austin, if you worked on it, you could probably get that Wolfman Jack thing down pretty good. Dwight, Dwight was really good, but uh, I think you, you've got potential to do that as well. Well, I've, done, all, I've only heard it in like TV clips and movie clips. That's the problem. I didn't. I never heard the actual show. Uh, it's time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? Got two items for the Not Sports Report today. The first one is this. Did you see that Jon Stewart has reached a deal to uh, come back to television? I did. Love Jon Stewart. Yeah, he's going to do a current affairs show. And, uh, you know, he's he's a terrific writer. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I think that'll be really, really good. Do you miss him? Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think we have differing opinions on Trevor Noah, but I don't find him funny at all. I think, you, don't like, but, you don't like Trevor Noah? No, I, but that's the thing. I love Jon Stewart so much. He was just amazing that every time I seem to watch Trevor Noah, I'm just disappointed. So maybe that's not his fault per se. Because you know, you know, I, but, but, I, okay, so he might not be funny like John Stewart was, but he's smart. Okay, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't care for the show. You don't think he's smart? I, I guess I don't know the man, so I'm not sure. But I don't find his show funny, which is the point of the Daily Show. Yeah, and Jake, you and I, and Gordon, I assume we all adored the John Stewart Daily Show. Amazing. But we differ, like you said, on Trevor Noah because I think he's done a, a terrific job. It's just not. John Stewart. Yeah, and so right. maybe that's not fair, but yeah, I don't, I don't. I'll watch. The only time I really watch the Daily Show nowadays is after jazz games because it's like the only thing on, and I don't really want to invest in DVRing something I actually want to watch, so I'll put it on, and it's just not. I don't know. It's not the same. So I, it, I, I don't, I don't care for it. Not that this really matters, uh, because you know everybody is their own shape and size. But I read somewhere that John Stewart is like 5'5 five five or 5'6. Five He's very short. short. Yeah. yeah, that is true. I did not know that. I, for whatever reason, I never noticed that until I read it. He's a really good, you know, the thing I like about John Stewart, and maybe this is why I like him better than Trevor Noah, although I guess I don't mean it to be in such a negative on Trevor Noah. John is an amazing communicator and really good at explaining things, like explaining certainly his perception of the world, but... Uh, I, I I thought that the way that he had a, a gift to put serious issues 
into his perspective, which tended tended to lighten things up, mm-hmm. as opposed to, uh, it, you know. He had a way of being controversial without setting fire to the rhetoric. Does that make any okay. sense? Yeah. He, had a, he had a way to get his commentary in the world without making it feel hateful or, or judgy. Or it, it was funny. And it, it was, was kinda, and it, it was, was light. Ju- it, it was kind of judgy. Okay, fair enough. Maybe it was kind of judgy, but it was still lighthearted. Like even when he was roasting somebody, it didn't feel personal. It felt like this Funny. is how it, it felt like <laughs> almost thoughtful in a way. And and part of that show is to set <laughs> set political fig- figures up for failure. I mean, you know, to pull mm-hmm. clips from years ago and and that sort of thing. But he managed to do that in more of a lighthearted way. And that's why I think that he had Republicans actually go on his show, which is not always the case with those types of shows, because they knew that they mm, it, it was more lighthearted satire as opposed to so attacky. Whereas Stephen Colbert was much more attacky when he was doing the Colbert Report and he had the entire Republican Party come out with a, we will never do this show ever again. Because he, he on purpose humiliated them with that get to know a district. You remember that bit? Where yes. he just made them just, I mean, just made them look terrible. So <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I appreciated his style. Since we're on that topic, what do you think of like uh, Bill Maher? Um... I like Bill Maher because he tries to at least have some diversity in his show. You know what I like about— He was pretty acidic at times. He so. was, well, and he's pretty unapologetic, too. Um, you know my but problem he did with Bill have, Maher? But he did have—he had people on his show that were uh, uh, polar opposites as far as their positions. Yes, so. he, he did. That's where Ann Coulter became famous, was on yeah. Bill Maher's show. But um, my, my problem with Bill, though, is he thinks he's always the smartest person in the room. He does. He's a, he's very smug. Um, I imagine he's not very popular around here because his opinion about, uh, well, religion in general yes. is—, uh-huh. is but specifically the LDS church. Um, but I don't, yeah. I don't know. Bill Maher, I don't have HBO anymore, so I, I don't uh, I don't consume Bill Maher. I like Speaking John Oliver. John Oliver is pretty funny, but again, I don't have HBO anymore, so I don't watch his show much. Well, let me ask you, let me ask you this real quick before, and then I'll just give you my last thing. Uh, who is your favorite national newscaster of all time? Oh, I don't know if I have an opinion on that. I liked uh, uh, I liked the uh, Wallace the Elder on sixty Minutes. I kind of grew up with that, Mike. Mike Wallace. Yeah, I always we sixty minutes reminds me of like Sunday dinners at home. So I always kinda <laughs> like Mike Wallace, I guess. This might be recency bias, but I think Lester Holt's terrific. Yeah. I think he does a great job. Well, he uh, doesn't you know, invent uh, stories involving him that didn't actually happen. So he's got that going for uh, him. Who would do that? Because his his predecessor struggled with that. Old timers will always pick Walter Cronkite or or maybe uh, David Brinkley. Uh, you know like why that. I don't like Walter Cronkite? Why he went to Arizona State? <laughs> That's enough reason. Oh yeah, can't. All right, then I, real quick, uh, I got this uh, this story here, uh, Austin. This is going to bother you, but apparently Kim Kardashian, for her fortieth birthday party, rented. A private island to invite family and friends to celebrate with her. Isn't that what you do every January? <laughs> no, no, never done that. Never done that. Oh, okay. But that's what she's going to do. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how she got so rich, but without keeping up with the Kardashians, I wouldn't be where I am today. <laughs> What do you mean? What do you mean? You don't know how she got so rich? Makes like twenty million dollars a year from the E uh, Network. 
Yeah, I know. I know. I just don't know what the what the draw was there. Well, you know, I mean, I might have some guesses, but uh, 40, 40 years old. And uh, first thing he thinks of is uh, I think I'll. Also, I'll go rent at a private island and invite my friends. Uh, boy, I'll tell you, Jake, that's my new, uh, that's my new uh, bucket list item. I'm going to try and rent an island one day, and I'll invite you in Austin. Here's, here's where I don't blame her, Gordon, all right? Because coming up here very shortly, her next four years are going to be booked out, bruh. That's our future first lady right there. <laughs> You think so? Yeah. You think that's it? I uh, think that's our future first lady right there. She's, she's moving be, into the into the into the, the big house, house, man. She's she's got a her next four years are going to book up quick. Get in those island trips while you can. Now, speaking of which, have you uh, have you voted yet? Uh, I did today. Why? I just wondered if you'd gotten around to it. That's all. What do you mean we wondered if I got around? Are to you going to announce to everybody that you voted for Kanye? Is it? No, I, I believe in the secret ballot of this uh, this country, but <laughs> that's a yes. <laughs> I, I may be on on board for for Kanye. Four years of Kanye. Let's see how it can go. Uh, Austin, real quick, if Jake voted for Kanye for president, is that is that just chucking your vote right in the right in the garbage? I uh, no, I believe whoever you vote for is a very personal decision, and I know Jake to be someone who thinks it out very, very, very long uh, and, and arduously, and he would not do such a thing. Well, could, I, you, could you think that out really, really, as you said, arduously and vote for Kanye? And difference of opinion and belief. That's all. Let me is. let me ask you this real quick. Uh, your vote is going to the Republican ticket. It's happening. Whether you do you turn in that at the ballot box or not. Why is that? Because you live in Utah and it's a thing <laughs> called the Electoral College, meaning that all the Utah electoral votes are going to one side and they go to the same side every presidential election. That's uh, look. Uh, well, maybe we shouldn't delve into this, but I mean, um, that's, Andrew's been ready for. Like I know six Andrew's been ready, oh, and I, Gordon's going to make an anti-electoral college uh, no, argument. I'm here I, no, I'm not going to do that. But uh, let me say it this way: Everybody, get out there and vote. That's all. Vote however you. And see if you fit. vote for Yeezy, you vote for Yeezy. Yeah, we're going to see. We're going to win. We got it. <laughs> All right, out to the zone phone. Uh, we've been making him wait a lot uh, today. I apologize to that. Our friend Andrew Reinhardt from Wasatch Medical Clinic. You're, Andrew, you're a, a good soul to be so patient with us. Uh, hey, I'm enjoying this banter, you know. Listen to Kanye. It's, it's, it's fun. No problem at all. First Lady Kim Kardashian, it's going to happen, buddy. <laughs> that would be something. That it? would be something. Hey, let's let's talk about something that's really real to a lot of guys out there and that uh, may be struggling in the bedroom. Yes, there's so many guys struggling in the bedroom, and this is a very sensitive topic. Uh, I would say almost without fail, guys come in a little bit skeptical, a little bit embarrassed. They've struggled with erectile dysfunction for a while. They've probably heard us for a while and thought, oh, I'm going to do it. Nope, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to, you know, it's one of those. Um because it is so sensitive, it is tied to a man's sense of self-worth, which I understand. But the worst thing you can do when it comes to erectile dysfunction is nothing at all. You will suffer, your significant other will suffer, the relationship will suffer, and ED doesn't go away on its own. Wasatch Medical Clinic, we've become experts in acoustic wave therapy. We've probably done more acoustic wave therapy than anybody in the country helped out guys with regrowing blood vessels in this sensitive part of the body. And we have gotten so many guys off 
of the pill. Viagra must not like us very much because we have taken a lot of business from them. And guys are transitioning away from that and getting back to normal and natural spontaneity. You know, not a not a surprise with that, uh, Andrew, because you guys are treating the the problem, not the symptom. That's exactly right. X-rays show that as a man ages, these already tiny blood vessels, uh, they shrivel up and die. They get blocked. The American diet probably doesn't help us. And it really creates a plumbing issue. Our treatments open up those blood vessels back to what they were. They even regrow blood vessels so that when the timing is right in the bedroom, things work like they should. And it doesn't take all that long. A few treatments over two to three weeks, not invasive. That's generally all it takes. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Get on that schedule because there's a lot free right now. So much for free. We understand going back to the sensitive nature of this. Uh, call us now. You can come in for the screening with our doctor free. Um, we spend a lot of money, you know, basically just doing consultations, giving out information. We'll do a blood flow ultrasound. You can see if you're a good fit for these treatments. It's all going to be free. And new patients now even get free testosterone to help with the drive and the energy. So if you're feeling a little lethargic, maybe you've got ED as well. We've got both angles covered now. 801-901-8000, 801-901-8000, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Thank you very much, Andrew. Thank you, guys. All right, Bowler jumps on the show next, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone.